The Auburn Express. You are now listening to The War Report. What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are live inside of Lobtown, your final from Neville Arena, Auburn 99, Alabama 81. Let's get in here and talk about this game. Um, yeah, listen, man, it's a good night to be an Auburn fan. It is great to be an Auburn Tiger. Very glad to see the outcome of this game. Better free throw shooting than you bust 100 on them, though. You know what I'm saying? You miss some free throws down the clutch, um, down the stretch there, and you, you get to 100. But um, again, 99 to 81 is the final of that game. Another double digit victory for Auburn. Uh, it seems like that's just how it's going to be the flavor of wins for Auburn this time. Uh, uh, this year is going to be double digit victories. But get on in here. Let's talk about this game. Y'all share this content. Please get out there and push that share button right now. Hit that thumbs up as well. And we definitely appreciate anybody who wants to jump in and get part of the conversation. And we appreciate everybody who's uh, jumping in here right now. Uh, but <clears throat> listen, man, um, this is exactly what Auburn needed to do to make this um, game be what it was, which is dominate on the interior. Tonight, Janai Broom, 26 points in this game. Uh, a lot of that coming off of stuff inside the paint. He was 7 of 16 shooting, 9 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, only one of four from three. I didn't realize he took four three-pointers in this game. Wow. I, didn't, I don't even remember four of them. I only remember two. Of course, the one that he made and another one that he missed there. But, um, but yeah, a dominating game for him. Then on the interior, just, um, excuse me, 24 points. I said 26. 24 points for him. Uh, then as well on the interior, you had Jalen Williams with 26. Eight of 13, one of three from three, nine of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, an amazing job making sure in this game for Bruce Pearl and his staff to dominate in the paint uh, points in the paint for Auburn 40 to 26. And that's that is a level of domination in the paint that you want to be able to see. Uh, but Auburn definitely improved as well on the rebounding tip uh, as far as total rebounds in this game. 42 to 35 didn't feel as if Bama was that close. Uh, it felt really more dominating th than that for Auburn. Uh, 15 offensive boards uh, to Bama's 13, though. 24 second-chance points in this game for Auburn. It was an emphasis for this team to get out there and get on the boards. Auburn did an excellent job of making sure that tonight's effort on the boards did not match what happened in Tuscaloosa the last time. 13 steals by Auburn in this game, really causing havoc on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, so just an amazing time to um, to, to be in there and, and witness Auburn be able to put the the boot to Bama in this game, uh, tying the season uh, one and one against them, avoiding the season sweep and putting yourself back into a, a conversation for the SEC regular season championship. Now drawing back to a tie with them um, as far as guys who just really I mean stepped up in this game you got you can't talk too much in this game about what Trey Donaldson did 
he has in these last few games been the sustaining force for Auburn early in games, being aggressive offensively, making good decisions and good shots early, keeping Auburn the motor of the offense going. The switch to put Trey Donaldson in the starting lineup has paid dividends for Auburn, um, and that offense really has gotten off to a better start um, just from at least from the point guard spot. He's give, gotten Auburn off to a better start. Um, now, we weren't off to poor starts before, but I just like what he's giving the offense right now. Trey Donaldson with 14 points tonight on five of nine shooting, four of four from the free throw line, uh, four assists to two turnovers in this game, only one personal foul on him. So those three, and then you have Chad Baker-Mazzara pouring in another 13 points on the game. Eight of those 13 coming from the free throw line. Chad getting, doing a good job of getting to the free throw line, only two of five from the field. But again, eight points from the free throw line on eight of 11 shooting tonight. Um, six boards from Chad, which is big. Um, you get seven boards. Your leading uh, guy on the rebounds uh, was Janai Broom tonight with seven. Trey Donaldson with six. Janai, uh, 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 excuse me, Jalen Williams with six as well. And then, uh, as I just said, another six from Chad Baker Mazzara. So great night on the boards. Uh, so. Definitely an excellent time to get out there and handle business. Once again, we are inside of Lobtown. Auburn takes down the SEC leader right now, um, now tied uh, in a 99-81 to 81 fashion. 18-point victory for the Tigers inside of Neville Arena. Um, <clears throat> definitely want to get in here and see what you guys are talking about. Appreciate everybody for jumping in here with me. Please. There are 160 people in here. Please let me have 140 shares on this video, man. Just go ahead and share it with somebody so we get more people in here. I know everybody's excited. Uh, Tumors Porn is probably going to go crazy tonight. So shout out to everybody who's down in Auburn that's going to get an opportunity to party with the Tigers. Uh, make sure you guys have a good time. Um, I, I want to echo the sentiments right here. First comment off the jump, JJ Brand, Buck Fama, I'm with you all day, baby. Listen. It is what it is. You got to, you know, Knox Cleveland, another one. Um, Robin Patel saying it's about that time. It absolutely is. If I could sing, you know what I'm saying, I hit you with the little, you know, Dunbar, but I ain't going to do that for y'all. But, you know, y'all know what it is. Um, Knox Cleveland saying ran them out the gym. Absolutely. This is the kind of statement win that you want to be able to have. Got a tough game coming up against Florida this weekend, but this is a good one. Hopefully. Uh, there's no emotional letdown on the road versus Florida. You come out there and play another tough road opponent that's going to challenge you uh, in their building. So looking forward to seeing how Auburn is able to continue this momentum and not have an emotional letdown after that. All right. TZ Kicks coming come and says, get it back in blood, baby. This is the way you want to do it, right? Like you, you, they got the L um, when when we were in their building. But, hey, you, we can hand out L's in an in a epic fashion. And this, listen. Most people said that if if they played the exact same way again at Auburn, this was going to be the outcome. And this is pretty much what you get. Uh, the difference here is, you know, Auburn really didn't shoot particularly that much better from three. Only 26 percent from three in this game shot 20 at Bama. Um, but you didn't need much more because you you didn't go chucking up threes at the same rate. You made the same number of threes and took, you know, a couple less better percentage shots. You know, Auburn shot 42 percent from the field was up over 50 percent in the first half. Better percentage shots lead to better opportunities for you to score. Uh, it got into a foul fist down at the end. It kind of got a, a little ridiculous. Um, but 
33 personal fouls for Bam in the game, 28 for Auburn. So a sum total of 60, was, it, was the math on that, 61 total fouls uh, issued in this game. Like, that's a, a lot of fouls in one game. Uh, but for a game where at the beginning they did this whole thing where Coach Pearl was saying they were going to let him play, I think they they sensed the game was going to get chippy if they didn't start calling a little bit more fouls, but they kind of got into a little place where they were calling too many kind of touch fouls, I think, at the end. Um, but, yeah, definitely got it black and blood. I agree with that. Uh, AU alum 94 says, wanted to get that 100, but I'm good with it. Hey, man, you make free throws. Again, uh, Auburn missed 10 free throws in this game. You make one more free throw in this game and you get it, right? So, uh, you, you did what you needed to do. A couple of chip shots missed down in there, right? I mean, remember, like, Janai missed a couple of bunnies in the first half. You had 100 points on the board for you easily. Um, you just got to do a better job of, of securing a couple of those. Um, but definitely uh, appreciate everybody who's jumping in here. Uh, let's see. Karen F., uh, loving the petty right here. Not bad for the little high school gym, right, Nate? Uh, listen, the energy, of course, in Neville is always going to be crazy. Uh, definitely was crazy wire to wire. And one of the commentators made a um, mention of the fact that, you know, Auburn's up by 20 and it hadn't gotten any quieter in the building. Uh, so the energy was absolutely crazy in the building. One of those nights that you love to be there. Auburn forced 15 turnovers in this game, only had five themselves. Protecting the basketball was crucial to this game. A lot of turnovers, I think nine in the first half of last game, 18 uh, um, or something like that. Nine turnovers, I think, in the first half of the last game. Um, five turnovers total for this game. Much better at protecting the basketball tonight. Um, assist to turnover ratio, 15 to five for Auburn tonight. Um, Bama is almost the opposite of that. Uh, eight to 15 for Bama in this game. So uh, there's some tail of the tape for you right there. <clears throat> Brad Browning, not happy with the officiating, says worst officiating I've seen all season. Was well, pretty bad. Listen, Bama was getting away with a lot of moving screens. If you follow me on Twitter, I was very frustrated with the number of moving screens that they were allowed to have in the first half of that game. Uh, just basically pushing guys uh, on their screen action um, uh, and just a lot of really chippy, I mean, little tic-tac calls there in the second half when it kind of ground to a halt there in the second half of that game. Uh, so didn't love that and made the game really hard to watch in the second half with the number of free throws that you end up shooting. I mean, Auburn shot 53 free throws in this game, man, 50. Bama shot 35. So 85 free throws in the game is an enormous amount. Uh, so excellent game overall for Auburn. Definitely need to clean up uh, playing defense without fouling because they were fouling quite a bit on some of the defensive stuff. Some of them were a little silly, but um, definitely looking forward to seeing what um, the post game has in store. Uh, Mike G there live at the post game. Looking forward to getting some reports on how that went. Uh, TZ Kicks jumps in like this. He says limiting their second chances was huge. Uh, huge. Um, listen, second chance points in this game. Auburn doubled them up. Twenty four for Auburn, twelve for Bama. Um, that was a big thing that allowed Bama to stay in charge of that game in Tuscaloosa was them being able to get to loose ball second chance points. Not so in this matchup. In the second time around, definitely love to see that from the Auburn. Um, just a more concentrated effort on finishing defensive possessions with a board. Um, you saw more guys getting to the glass. Again, you have one, two, three, four guys with six or more um, rebounds in this game. That is what you want to see. And then uh, more, you know, Chris Moore had another five that he poured in, right? So 
Um, just a really tremendous job on the glass by Auburn in this one to be able to make sure that you were in control of your own fate when it came to being able to make them or wasn't getting free ones, right? So good job by everybody involved as far as getting to the glass in this one. Uh, let's see here. Uh, AU alum, a little bit of a wet blanket here, said have to build consistency on the road, that path to March Madness, keep uh, building and gaining confidence. All meaningful games won't be in Neville Arena. Agreed, agreed, but let's savor the one tonight. We'll talk, We'll let tomorrow um, you know, deal with itself. But tonight, Auburn did a tremendous job and they need to be able to build off of this momentum. So I agree. We need to make sure we can take that, encapsulate the kind of defense. Once uh, Auburn kind of figured out defensively what they needed to do, uh, you can tell that they were doing a better job tonight of not helping. They were playing, they were switching, but they weren't helping. Um, so just let guys go one-on-one -on -one and deal with whatever comes inside the paint. Uh, and doing a better job on the uh, the screen game when they were doing the screen and rolls for Bama. Once they figured that out a little bit better, the defense um, turned up to another notch after about the three or four minute um, point in that first half, and they just never really looked back. They were suffocating defensively, and everything that Bama got going forward was tough. Right, there was very few uncontested, unguarded shots after the first couple that Bama got in that game, and that's the kind of defense you need to be able to play against a team that's going to make a bunch of open looks if you give it to them. Don't give them open looks. Run them off the three-point line. Contest if they're going to take them over the top. Man, Rylan Griffin, tough. 6'7", shooting over the top. He is going to be a player um, at the next level. He's a guy that can be a next-level basketball player. Like, I got to give him props uh, because of just his ability to play with length and still be able to shoot consistently. Um, that kid's got a, a future ahead of him. I like what he brings um, that's the kind of guy I wish I had on our team. I ain't going to lie to you, but um, good game from him again tonight. I mean, he came in uh, and shot another uh, four of six from three tonight. He, he hit five in the first game, hit another four in this game. Just uh, a really good just guy to rise up and shoot over the top player. Um, you know, a lot of good things about him. Uh, you didn't limit Sears in this game the way that you really needed to, but, I mean, heck, he got 25 and you still won the game by 18. You can't really be mad at it. This is a team, again, in Bama that averages almost 90 points a game. You surrender 81, which is too much in my opinion, uh, but uh, and, and way above what they normally get on the road. So the defense wasn't as suffocating as it needed to be tonight. There were still some points in time where the defensive lapses is really more so the offensive lapses, letting them get out and run and transition a little bit, um, allowed them to get back in the game. And then, of course, from the free throw line, um, you know, they hit 28 free throws in this game. So getting them into the game in that way. So, um, but definitely overall a really good game. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Lawrence Johnson jumps in and says, if KD had gotten a couple more of his shots to fall, ooh, wee. Yeah, man, KD had a rough night, man. He, he was putting some guys, it would have been a highlight type of night for him, the way he was putting the brakes on and getting to that mid-range. And this is the KD Johnson. Listen, even though he didn't make those shots, these are shots that are available to KD literally every night. Uh, if he continues to take those kinds of shots and gets consistent with making them, KD's almost in, he's an unstoppable kind of offensive guy just because of the quickness that he has. Putting the brakes on and getting to that mid-range, being able to get inside. He should have gone to the free throw line a couple of more times than he did tonight. You know, officiating um, allowed him to get banged up a few times down there and he didn't go to the line. But yeah, if he had dropped a couple of more of those, you definitely get to that 100 spot as well. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> 
Hey, you alum jumping back in and says Trey is a beast carried over from the latter uh, last year. Yeah, the last the latter part of the season last year, uh, particularly in the tournament, you saw Trey Donaldson emerge last year, and he has definitely taken that and encapsulated it and moved forward into this season. What I like from Trey Donaldson is his willingness to get into his mid-range game, getting to the floaters there in the lane. Um, that's something I wish Aiden could just really you know, take from him and say, okay, I see how he's getting to that, and it's available to him. He's a bigger guy, right, so he can take the punishment uh, and get into the lane and, and with, with contact and all of those things. But, um, man, I love early in the game Aiden get into the mid-range jump shot early, that first shot of the game, get into the floater down there inside uh, and, and shooting that with good consistency. Whether he made all of those or not is kind of irrelevant to me. I like the fact that he's making teams have to guard him from the three-point line all the way to the rim. So you're, you're not just backing off and waiting for him to get to the rim. He'll stop and he'll give you the mid-range. He'll stop and he'll give you the five to six-foot floater. Uh, so I love seeing that from Trey. I want to continue to see our guards be able to get into that. Um, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, a lot of people wanted a hundred tonight. Absolutely, did want to see that. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Margo Ashbury says this is a special win to get premium points for standing. Right? Um, yeah. So absolutely. Um, you know, when you're talking about uh, quality points in the net, you definitely want to be able to get blowout victories. And listen, Auburn has specialized in this in double digit wins this season, uh, which is why the net's favoring Auburn so high right now, even with a couple of losses on the year. But Auburn's looking really good. They just have to keep this momentum going again. The big problem for Auburn is going to be on the road. But um, <clears throat> right now, Auburn's looking really good and in control of their own fate when it comes to the SEC regular season title and with their seating within the tournament. So just got to continue to do what you're doing right now and, and suffocate teams defensively and, and master being able to go inside. There's not a team left on the schedule, signs Tennessee. I think that will be able to match the physicality that Auburn brings on the interior. Um, what you're going to get is a lot of effort stuff from the other teams as far as being able to get to the glass, particularly your South Carolina um, and, and Florida matchups that you have left. Uh, but from a physical standpoint, Janai Broom should be able to dominate most matchups left on the um, schedule. At Florida matchup, um, uh, Hagen, Hodginton, I can't remember how to pronounce the young man's name. I'm probably butchering it. But he's a good matchup in, on the interior for Janai. But uh, I still think that's one that he should be able to, to do well against. But Auburn should be able to duplicate this same type of formula, the same formula that they use second half versus Ole Miss for the remainder of this season um, and play through the paint with Janai and Jalen just because they have the physicality to be able to deal with the contact in there and finish through that contact. Uh, so looking forward to seeing how uh, Coach Pearl and company build off of this offensively. Uh, let's see here. <coughs> Stephen Neely asks, I know it's about the draw, but are we witnessing another Final Four team? Potentially. I mean, it is definitely about the draw, um, but I think that Auburn is a good team. They have the potential to get to the Final Four because of the depth that they have. And now that they've really started to play through Janai Broom offensively, I think that that gives you an identity that makes you have something that you can punch with consistently that teams now have to figure out how they're going to counter. And so you have to develop your counter punch off of that. And, and Janai's done a really good job of, <clears throat> excuse me, facilitating out of the paint, being patient and really getting uh, to 
the free throw line consistently and knocking down his free throws consistently. Tonight, Janai Broom, 9 of 11 from the free throw line. That's the kind of night that you need from a guy who's going to be getting harassed on the interior on a consistent basis. Um, him getting 9 of 11 free throws is something that pays dividends later on when you get into the tournament and you need to get a bucket. They're going to try to foul him and send him to the free throw line. Him making it is, um, is, a, is what you really need from your team tonight. Again, we are here inside of Lobtown. You got Ike Jones for the War Poor. Make sure y'all are sharing the video out there, ma'am. Continue to share this video. Only 196, and I know it's way more people out here celebrating online than that. So let's get these numbers up and get some more people in here. TZ Kicks jumps in and says, Chris Moore's effort tonight was chef's kiss. Absolutely. Love the effort from Chris Moore. Just wish he could get back to being more sure of himself on the offensive end. Chris Moore tonight, uh, let's just take a look at his stat line. Didn't score tonight. Uh, o of 1 from the field, just the one three-pointer that he took. But the two turnovers, one of them he was diving to the floor and just trying to get the ball out. But the other one he was in kind of a secondary break and he looked really unsure of himself, turned around and threw the ball away. Just wanted to be a little bit more sure of himself on the offensive end. But the effort and the energy on the glass and defensively is what you is why Chris Moore continues to start for this team because he's going to bring that to you consistently and you're going to get great effort and energy off the bench plus the scoring from Chad Baker Mazzara. Um, so I love what Chris Moore brings to this team. I am not one of those people who are clamoring for Chris Moore to not start. You start him, you get your defense off to a good start and you bring Chad in for energizer off the bench. I love it. Love it. <clears throat> Uh, Ernest Vaughn jumps in and says, we have the far better team hands down. Listen, they didn't prove it in Tuscaloosa, but I said it then and I will say it again. Auburn is a better basketball team than Alabama is. It just is what it is. Um, now, you've got to continue to prove that on the court. But it, I mean, Auburn's a better team. Like, I don't know how to make that not sound homerish. It is what it is. Auburn's better uh, this year than Alabama is. Alabama is a live by the three, die by the three. They shot 35% tonight, nine of 26. When they're not hitting 11 plus three pointers a game, they're not as good a team. It just, that's just kind of how they get their buckets. I mean, they're lucky that uh, Nelson hit the one three that he did get tonight because the dude shoots uh, an abysmal percentage from three. Uh, but yeah, Auburn's a better team. Auburn is the better team. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Glennis Curry's kind of echoing what I'm talking about. Bams couldn't, Bama couldn't hit three, so they muddied the game up. Sad. They did a lot. I mean, listen, man, I, I ain't going to spend too much time on this because I do think he's a super talented player, man. But Mark Sears gets the benefit of whistles a little bit too much with how much he initiates the contact. Defensive players have a right to their space just as much as the offensive player does. And he he jumps through and into guys a lot. Um, and I mean, listen, man, he's a strong kid. He's got really quick and, uh, you know, twitch ability, um, you know, a, a really great score through contact, all that kind of stuff, man. But he gets the benefit of the whistle a lot when he shouldn't. And, uh, I just want him to, you know, I mean, continue doing it if it's working, that's fine, man. But just don't be calling that crap when they play us, bro. Like let that man earn his stuff instead of getting that cheap stuff, man. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Riley says, love you guys, but it's 3.40 a.m. I'm going to get some Z's. War damn eagle, great win. Riley, I don't know where you are, man, but hey, 3.40 a.m. It is definitely time to get some sleep, my guy. Enjoy your night and glad you got to see an Auburn victory before you did. 
uh, Corey says, apparently we can't hit more than five threes in a game against Pama. Uh, maybe not, but hey, listen, man, almost putting up 100 with only hitting five threes means you are being very efficient offensively, and I love to see that. Not mad at that at all. You hit 40 free throws tonight, though, man. Like, this, it was a parade to the free throw line. 40 free throws um, in a game, taking 50 is a, a nuts. It's nuts. Uh, so, yeah. Knox Cleveland says, rebound steal, uh, rebound steals and rebounds again were the difference in tonight's game. Absolutely. I think uh, tonight when you got to force turnovers and you're able to get yourself out in transition and when you're able to secure possessions and additional possessions for your team, you're going to be a better team. And I think um, Auburn proved second half versus Ole Miss that they can win in that way, right? And so they just need to be able to to, to find a way to duplicate the effort. Uh, you might not get the ball to bounce in your direction, which there weren't a lot of 50-50 balls that went a, a, away from Auburn. Now, Bama got to their fair share tonight. But just the effort plays when you're talking about getting on the glass and making sure you're getting to a rebound, Auburn won a lot of those just by being more physical when the ball is in the air, <clears throat> something that they did not do well in the two losses that they have versus Mississippi State and Bama in those back-to-back games. More physical when the ball is in the air, going, putting a body on somebody and making sure that you're securing the board. Um, so just a much better job tonight of doing that. Super chat here from Flex Machine. It says, Bama just ain't got that killer this year. That dude, <laughs> due to murder uh, the competition, Broom is a cheat code and Trey Bald. I see what you did right there. Um, and I will agree that they just don't have that in them this season. Another super chat here from Justin Crumpton, who says with Florida and South Carolina and Kentucky coming up within a seven day stretch, how do you like our chances of coming out three and oh, is this the most physical three game stretch? Uh, you're going to the first two games, definitely physical. Kentucky is not a physical basketball team. Kentucky is pretty finesse. They want to get up and down and they want to really play with tempo. Um, so the next two games, though, are going to be more physical. Um, Florida is a more physical team. South Carolina definitely is a physical team. Um, they want to go inside and they want to play through their bigs. They play inside out basketball, uh, really well. So you're going to get a lot of physicality in a South Carolina game. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to go three and oh in that stretch. Um, you know, I don't know about our, what our chances are of doing that, but it's definitely going to be tough to be able to win all three of those games, but Auburn definitely has the ability. This is the this this is the uh, additional benefit of having a deep team is that you have the option to ride multiple hot hands on any given night. You you don't have to play. Deny Broom tonight played uh, twenty six minutes, and he wasn't the high minute guy. Uh, Jalen Williams was. He played thirty one minutes tonight. Uh, mostly because of the foul trouble that Chad Baker Mazar was in, as well as um, Cheney Johnson, who I think kind of had a, a tough time tonight staying out of foul trouble. Mostly because of that, he played more minutes tonight because Cheney only had seven minutes tonight, but had four fouls. Uh, not a great um, look from for him as far as you know, seven minutes and four fouls is way too much. Didn't take a single shot tonight, um, so. That's why you saw Jalen play a lot of minutes. But having the depth that Auburn has allows you to be in these types of physical games and, um, and, and be able to weather that because you don't have guys that have to play heavy minutes every single time for you to get the victory. So um, I think I like Auburn's chances. I haven't watched a lot of Florida, 
Um, but what I have watched of them, I like, you know, and then Florida just, uh, you know, uh, Golden is a really good coach. And I like what he uh, is. And, and he knows this team really well, having coached uh, again or excuse me, on Bruce Pearl's staff. Uh, so, so to me, that's going to be the toughest matchup on the road at Florida. Um, you know, luckily you get the other two in your building. So, um, you know, I like Auburn's chances. <clears throat> uh, AU alum says, yep, you're right. ID carries on the road. Keep it up. And um, and when the shots are off, that's going to be the thing, man. Um, it's going to be how well we're going to be able to play defensively and keep teams un frustrate teams out of what they want to be able to do so they start doing uncharacteristic things like if you're winning the battle for turnovers the way you did tonight 22 to 10 on the road you're in a good uh, spot to be able to do what you want to do again the way we shot tonight was not like this home cooking they're they're shooting the leather off the basketball from three you only hit five threes in this game and you still put up 99 points this is the kind of game that Auburn needs to play on the road. You're not going to get 99 specifically, but having your defense be this suffocating 22 turnovers to the 10 that Bama has and uh, and winning the glass, uh, specifically pulling down 15 offensive boards, that kind of game and effort, that's a game that's based on your effort and your energy. And this is the kind of game that Coach Pearl wants the team to be able to play. You can play like that on the road. You can and, and that allows you to not to only hit five threes and win a game by 18. Right. That's the kind of game that Auburn needs to see themselves in more consistently on the road. They bring this kind of effort to the glass and to the defensive end. This is a team that's going to be able to beat anybody. I'm talking about I'm talking about national title type of team, because that means the other team has to make a bunch of tough shots. You're not just make I'm talking about for two halves you have to make tough shots because we're not giving you anything easy most teams aren't going to be able to do that right like there are very few teams that are going to be able to make tough shots for an entirety of a game auburn can force you to do that if they continue to play like this um <clears throat> betty norton taking shots at coleman coliseum saying we have a mansion compared to their dated gym uh, listen man um Coleman Coliseum's a dump, bro. Like, let's just call it what it is. They've been trying to get that arena update. And Bama will tell you that it's a dump. That's not me being petty of, as an Auburn fan. They've been trying to update their arena for like five years. They know it needs work. So it is what it is. Like, you could be mad at me making that statement, but if it, if it was fine, you wouldn't have been trying to get updates to it. So, and it's not like just little cosmetic stuff like, you know, that that whole building needs an overhaul or you need to build an entirely new facility. You know that. And you've been lobbying for that. So get out your feelings if you heard me say that and you feel some kind of way. Um, let's see here. Corey Weber bringing the stats. 56 second half points against Ole Miss. 55 first half points against Bama. Balling. Absolutely. I mean, they were on pace, you know, uh, they said it early and, 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 you know, Nate Oates said it early in his huddle that Auburn was on pace to score 125 in this game early. Uh, definitely should have broken 100, were, was definitely on pace to do that. So, again, disappointed they weren't able to do it, but um, absolutely loving the fact that they put up 99 in this game. <clears throat> Let's see here. What else we got? You guys are in here giving me a lot of good stuff to talk about here. I haven't even really talk that much. I'm, I'm just reacting to what y'all doing. 
Uh, Brad asked an important question. Y'all doing a midweek report this week or not? Nah? Yes, we will be back tomorrow night with the midweek report. We took the night off so everybody could concentrate on the game. Plus, I, I didn't want to be trying to look at the side of my uh, thing I, or none of that. I wanted to focus on the game myself. So tomorrow we'll be back with the midweek report. So you guys make sure you lock in. Plenty to talk about in terms of that. Um, so we'll definitely talk some more about this game with the rest of the guys as well as some stuff in football. Um, so tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. for that. <clears throat> Reeves Uppercut says that road loss to Mississippi State stings. Got hot on the road. Get excuse me. Get hot on the road now. Going to need to figure that out. It definitely stings. That's a game that you should have won. I mean, honestly, you should have won the first game against Bama too. So. Uh, both of those road losses stings, considering that those are games that you should have been able to get the dub. Um, Auburn should be undefeated if we're being honest in conference play so far. Um, you know, you, you kind of gave both of those games away. Uh, first half, you gave it away against Bama and had to crawl back into it to make it respectable. But if you, you play better in the first half of that game, you win that game. In Mississippi State, you got to close out that game a little bit better. But Auburn should be undefeated in conference play right now. Got to make sure that you are doing what you do to solidify yourselves the rest of the way. Let's see. What else we got here? Uh, AU alum says, love Simo, but he's got to stop shooting them threes. He got to start making them. I'm not mad at him shooting wide open, Jones. He's just got to make them. Like, if you're wide open, take the shot. That's something. He shot a really good percentage from three last year. I don't know why his percentage is so poor this season, um, but he's got to, you know, listen, man, get in the gym, Simo, and figure it out, my guy. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, he's got to figure that out for sure. Uh, see what else we got here. A lot of great chats in here. JJ Brand says the CBM energy. You love what he brings to you off the bench. Um, you know, again, let's just take a look at his stat line. 13 points on two of five shooting. Only shot the ball five times in this game, but I think he played a really smart basketball game tonight. Got to the free throw line. 11 free throws, eight of 11 on those. Um, you know, again, that's that one more shot there from the free throw line from him and, and you get to you get to your hundred. Um, KD, I think, missed a couple from the free throw line, if I'm not mistaken. Let me take a look at his stat line. KD missed two free throws. So, yeah, you make, make a couple free throws from guys that are that shoot. I mean, Aiden uh, went three or four from the free throw line. So, you know, you got to got to knock those free throws down there and you get to 100. Um <clears throat> Ernest Vaughn laughing at Bama fans feeling like they had a chance tonight. Hey, listen, man, if you're a fan of your team, you're always going to be optimistic coming in. But listen, Neville Arena is not an easy place to play. And and after Auburn really 100 percent feel like they gave a game away in Coleman, I, I, there was very little chance. Uh, I don't care what the statistics and all that say. Very little chance they were going to be able to get a win tonight in, in, in Neville. Really difficult. Really difficult. Let's see. Franklin jumps in and says, Sir Charles stated that there are no great teams this year, so AU better take advantage. Uh, listen, I agree with him. You know, I, I watch a lot of college basketball, not just Auburn basketball, and there aren't any great teams. There are no Houston is there are a lot of really there are quite a few really good teams. And he said that there's probably about 10 to 12 really good teams. Houston's a really good team. You know, I think that Purdue can be a really good team. They uh, offensively tend to sputter to a halt when Edie's not dominating. Um, and he's a force. And, and that matchup is one that I, I don't know how Auburn really matches up with them. I need to look at them a little bit more specifically because Edie versus Janai Broom. Janai's undersized in that matchup. So it's going to be interesting to see how he's able to combat that. 
Um, but uh, you like what UConn does, right? They're, they're a really well-coached team. Um, Kansas is a really good team this year. Um, quite a few really good teams in, the, in, the, uh, in, in, in college basketball, this team. I can't rattle them all off off the top of my head. But, um, but yeah, Auburn, this is, they have an opportunity because there's not that one juggernaut. But that also means that there's a lot of teams that Auburn could fall to because it's a pretty even matchup. It's really, a, like we said earlier, somebody said it's really about the matchups and who you get and what draw you get. Um, you get the right matchup and Auburn can make a run in the tournament here. So um, so looking forward to seeing how Auburn's able to uh, compete down here. James Barnett jumps in and says, I might be bugging, but I think we will win the next five games. This team has a different swagger since the halftime talk uh, from CBM, he meant there, just my opinion. Um, listen, the swagger that they came out second half in that game versus Ole Miss, absolutely. Uh, again, for me, that swagger translates to how they've played on the on the glass and how they've locked up defensively. They've made an effort to say, we're better than this in our effort. And they've shown it in the last three quarters, uh, excuse me, three halves of basketball. Uh, so Auburn just needs to continue with that kind of defensive effort and effort on the glass. And they're a tough out because physically they take you out of basketball games with how they play defensively, especially when they're allowed to play physical on defense and they're not calling a bunch of ticky tack fouls. Right. Like if they're going to let Auburn play physical defensively, they're going to take a lot of teams out of what they want to be able to do offensively. And then it becomes a matter of whether or not you can be, continue to be efficient offensively. The efficiency of the offense tonight was masterful. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> we get into kind of a deeper analytical look at this game, which I hadn't really started talking about that too much. You talk about the plus minus when Janai Broom is on the floor. And again, I'm not a big plus minus guy, but he was a plus 25 tonight. When Janai Broom was on the floor and Auburn was working through him, it was, it was evident that he was the most dominant player, particularly on the block in this game. He really, again, he could have named his number tonight. They, they, they don't have an answer for him down low, which other than foul or double team. And even in some of those instances, he was able to make buckets. So um, <clears throat> definitely love what you're doing there with Janai. Uh, another guy who had a, a ridiculous plus minus tonight, but didn't show it on his two of 10 shooting was KD Johnson plus 25 for KD tonight. The way that he was able to take Mark Sears out of his ability to get downhill consistently and really just frustrate him when he had the ball um, masterful tonight from KD. Um, <clears throat> he was able to get three steals tonight. Chris Moore, another three steals tonight. I mean, just really great job for some guys to be able to, to go out there and make them earn their, their keep tonight. Um, um, the only people I think tonight that you got to look at and say, all right, we need better from you. Um, didn't think it was a great offensive night from Denver Jones. He got into foul trouble a little bit. And then I think you've got to get a little bit more from Aiden. Um, I mean, he only had six points tonight, one of six shooting, one of five from three. A couple of those threes a little ill-advised. Um, so I, what I loved about Aiden tonight, though, is more downhill drives. He got to the lane more consistently, allowing himself to get to the free throw line a couple of times. I love that he was able to get downhill a little bit better. Got to be a little more crafty when he gets down there. But um, but I love that he has he didn't settle tonight um, on a couple occasions when he could have and he got downhill. Uh, could have been a little more unselfish a couple of times on a couple of those threes that he took. But 
if if he finds it, man, and, you know, it's one of those things where you start to wonder, is he going to find it this season? Does he need another year to really kind of get into that? But if he finds it, uh, watch out because then it becomes how, how do you, how do you how do you guard this team? Again, I, I, I make that statement a lot about if this guy does this, how is Auburn going to be defense? Again, when you have Jalen Williams playing a game like he did tonight, 8 of 13, 9 of 10 from the free throw line, he only made one three-point shot. He only shot three of them. But if he's giving you 26, it's a tough team to be able to beat, man, especially when you know you've got a double-double in Janai walking in, uh, in the building pretty much. He just walks on the court. He's a double-double pretty much, right? Like, so if you're going to get 26 from Jay Will, which I've said multiple times, he's the most important team. He's the engine. I say Mark Sears is the engine for that Bama team. Jalen Williams is the engine for this Auburn team. As he goes, so does this Auburn offense go. And if he's going to be able to give you this tough team to be able to compete against because he's so versatile in the way that he can attack you. Um, and he did a great job on the glass tonight. Highlight windmill dunk from him tonight. Got the lob from over the top from Janai tonight. I mean, Jay Will, man, he's that guy. He's definitely that guy. 26 fast rates points for Auburn tonight. 24 uh, second chance points. 15 points off of turnovers. 40 points in the paint, as I said already. Uh, in the paint, though, you know, got to make a few more layups. 10 of 25. Uh, 25 shots in the, in, uh, in the paint, though, right, is really good considering you took, you know, 64 shots tonight, 25 of those layups. Got to do a little bit better on your percentages there on your layups. But um, listen, you, you like that what they're able to do as far as getting the ball down in the interior. Led the game for almost 35 minutes of this game, 34 minutes of the game, Auburn had the lead. So um, just an excellent job of when Bama made their run to get back in front. Uh, Auburn made another run and just pushed it back out again. So this is the same thing that you saw happen in that second half versus Ole Miss, right? Ole Miss was able to get, you know, push out and 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 close the distance, and Auburn just went on a run to eradicate it. That's what good teams are able to do. We're going to weather whatever storm that you have. Ole Miss comes out hot in the first half, and you're like, ah, oh, man, this is a bad game for Auburn. Auburn just took that, and then they pushed, and they pushed back, and, and they were able to get out in front. Ole Miss goes on the run. Auburn goes on another run again, right? That is what tough and good teams are able to do is just we're not going to panic um, because I felt like Auburn got into panic mode first half versus Bama. Did the exact opposite versus Ole Miss and then did a great job tonight of Bama's coming out. They're making tough shots early, not playing great defense. You go on a run yourself to push the lead back out. Bama goes on another run to get it close, take the lead. That's fine. We'll go on a run ourselves. We're not going to panic. We're going to do what gets you here. Bruce Pearl, masterful out of timeouts, being able to make sure that they get the kind of shots that they want. Uh, Bruce Curl, Bruce is uh, coaching his tail off this season, man. An amazing job by him. Amazing job by this team of taking the coaching that they're getting and, and going out there and executing it. Um, anyway, <clears throat> that's enough of me talking. We'll definitely talk a little bit more about this game. We'll get more into the Florida matchup before we get into that game this weekend. Before you get out of here, make sure you hit that thumbs up and like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Share the content with somebody. We'll be back at you guys with the uh, morning drop tomorrow because we didn't do one today. Midweek rapport tomorrow night. We'll have that for you guys. But until the next time, and as always, War Eagle, I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs>